Okay. Hi. Welcome to Orpanimi. This is Saratova Beth. We are doing Parsha Shayishla. And the question of the day is, because, um, you know, how many people find, oh, that's so fascinating. We're doing Parsha Shayishla, you know, and then they find something else to do five seconds later. So really we want to present a question in Parsha Shayishla that has to do with us so that we're motivated to learn it. Because as we always say, with him, what's in it for me, if this is, relates to my issue. So the issue is, we said, we're dealing with the relationship between Yaakov and Esav, these, um, all of these, uh, these weeks, and, and, and not only Yaakov and Esav, Mashpia Makabo, because in our lives, we have parts of ourselves that are the haves and the have-not, meaning this I'm good at and this I'm not good at. This I know how to do, I can do it with my eyes closed, and I'm a giver, and this I'm a taker. We were just talking about the issue of people wanting to volunteer in the hospital and, and, and volunteer with babies. And we were talking about the fact that staff in the hospital, they're givers, 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 and they're never able to be takers. And then when we come along and we establish a relationship with them and we allow them to be takers, it balances them. Correct? So we, what we need to do is find out what Hasidus tells us about how to strike a, a healthy relationship between giving and taking. That's a question that everybody wants to know, correct? So we're going to see somehow in a, in a completely novel way how the Rebbe is going to unfold this question um, and the answer to this question or give deep insight. It's not necessarily a one-liner, oh, do this. Because if it were a one-liner, you would already know the one-liner. You would have read it on Chabad.org somewhere, and you would already have the one-liner. How do I strike the correct balance? What this is, is it's a journey in which the Rebbe takes us into a, through a journey into the upper realms and the, the essence of, of, of everyday life, plus the essence of the upper realms, both of them, and takes us to a place where the answers unfold naturally for us and sync up with the answers that we already have within us. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Because, after all, if somebody were to ask us, what should I do in my life? I don't have a proper balance between giving and taking. We could advise them more easily than we could advise ourselves. A, a person who's, in, who's stuck cannot release himself. This we know. Okay, so... We're just going to spend a moment um, seeing how the Rebbe is going to de- develop it. Because the question that the Rebbe is asking here is, what, what is happening? What is this month all about? Um, um, and when we, when, we, when we work on Shab, on Erev Shabbos, then we, um, we reap the benefits on Shabbos. So we're coming to Parshas Vayishlach. And we're getting ready for Yotes Kisle Chagagagagula of the Alter Rebbe, Rosh Hashanah of Taurus of Hasidus. So a lot is happening. We are approaching Rosh Hashanah. Really, just yesterday was Chagagagula of the Mitla Rebbe. And, um, and um, it says that the birth of a Hasid is on Yud Kislev, Yud, Yud Kislev, and his birth is on Yotes Kislev. So we were just born yesterday into an entirely different way of doing things relative to the way we did them all the other years. And then we're going to have our bris, which is your test, which is going to completely unblock us. So, um, um, 
and, and there are a number of questions that are going to come up. What is the 15th of Kislev? What is Yudtes Kislev? What is Yudtes Kislev when it comes, come when it does in the month? Because here's the basic question. Um, and I, I'm just going to jump a bit. In the relationship between, sorry, no, let's say it like this. Most Yamim Tavim happen at what part of the month? You can speak us out. No one will, oh, they'll know your voice. Right, the middle of the month. You know, uh, Purim. But what are the Yamim Tavim that happen in the middle of the month? Yeah. Purim, Sukkot, Pesach, all of this. And there's a reason why they happen in the middle of the month. Because in the relationship between in the sun and the moon, here it is, Hashem is the sun, he's the giver, moon, we're the moon, we're the takers, he's the mashpia, we're the makabal. So when, when we're very small, you know, it's that, you know, what do I have to offer? He's the big guy, and who am I? Nothing. Classical Hasidic attitude. You know, Hashem is everything and I'm nothing, which is correct. As we move forward in history, we move through that to something that includes that and is even higher. This is no longer about, and as you see from speaking to anybody under age 30, if you say, you know, you're a nothing, that's probably the last conversation you'll have for the next three months. You know, if you do too much of the Bittle thing with, with, with younger people, um, they tune you out very quickly. And thank God Hashem has provided them with telephones to find a polite way to tune you out. They conveniently arrange for phone calls or just a text, there's always a text message coming in or whatever, another who knows what, and they conveniently tune you out in a polite way and they, oh, I'm so sorry, I just got a call. Why? I'm not interested in hearing about Bittle. If I'm under age 30, I am not inspired by Bittle. If you're over age 90, maybe you remember from the days of the Rebbe Rashab, it was so much fun to have Bittle. It sounds ridiculous, but in a way... What do we think? All the Hasidim of those days, um, it was tremendously painful. If this is the social standard, everybody's into Bittle, you want to be as good at Bittle as you can. That's the standard. You're the man, you know, right? You're the man. You are good at Bittle. And, and, and then you have to ask yourself, is it real Bittle? If I'm proud of myself that I have Bittle? It's very complicated to have Bittle. But that was the standard in those days. Why did the Rebbe's holy eyes have to look at my disgusting face? How inspiring is that? That was, people love that question. Today, go say it to a 25-year-old. Well, they had the boys. Yeah. Very cool. They had the Yeah. The worst thing you could say to somebody is your age. Right. They always used to tell me, you know, like what they did at the Fabrangan and everyone Fabrangan, and then someone called this one the age, and that's like... Okay, so that was in, that, but let's face it. So in Fabrangan's in yeshiva. And that was what, 20 years? Right. And even so, even if they do that in yeshiva now, I guarantee you the moment the, the boy comes out of yeshiva and he joins the world and now he works for, you know, uh, you know what's that place, the photo place in Manhattan? B&H. You say Yuri Yesh is like, uh-huh, yeah. He goes to get another coffee. Like, it, it doesn't have the same... If you go to you go to the same guys that 15 years ago they said urination and like, oh no please and you say to the guy now that he got the three kids or the six kids or whatever and he's in BNH and he's and he's trying to sell a camera and you say you know urination is like uh-huh. 
it, it bounces right off. Do me a favor. I have bigger problems than being a yesh. It's not inspiring because the idea of being completely a student, completely the moon, Rosh Chaydesh Kislev, where you're not even visible. You're nothing. You're nothing. The Mashpi is everything. Hashem is everything and you're nothing. That was the reality then. That was the reality then. You're a nothing, and, 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 and people, that was the Chiddush of Hasidus. People loved it. You know, wow, this revolution with Hasidus, especially where you come from a world where everybody's being a yesh, and, and it, it's a dead end. Right, that's true. Right, that's true. Like right. So, but again, even every, everybody's nothing is not inspiring anymore. And there's a reason. It's not because we're so off, God forbid, because we've moved through that to something that includes that plus higher. Now, let's go back to the idea of Yom and Saifim happened on the 15th of the month. 15th of the month is the, 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 the Yid, the Makabal, the student, the taker, who's supposed to be a nothing on Rosh Chaydesh, He's shining fully. So our Yemen Taifim are at a time when we're shining fully. Because in our relationship with, let's say, with Yaakov, with Asaph, Asaph is the sun, we're the moon. Our Yemen Taifim are at a point where they correspond with an energy in which we have, it's clear that we have something to offer the world. We aren't capable of celebrating a Yantaf through, through total, a Yantaf that's invisible. There's a visibility. We, in Yemais Mashiach, we're going to be there, the leaders of the world, the teachers of the world, having incorporated. How can you be a leader and a teacher of the world? So you're going to go back to being a yesh? We're going to be the 15th of the month, the full moon. We're going to be Pesach, Purim, Sukkot, all of that. Joy, liberation, uh, you know, all of that. So how is that, how is that possible? We're going to go back to being yesh? So then what is that, what could it possibly be if we're going back to being yesh? So, but the 15th of the month denotes an energy in which you are shining fully. The macabre between the, the man and the woman, the masculine energy and the feminine energy. Asaph and Yaakov, Hashem and us, they're all sun, moon, sun, moon, sun, moon. The 15th of the month shows she, the Jewish people, etc., the, the woman, the feminine energy is shining fully. The student is shining fully. For instance, right now, I'm doing all, this, all the talking, right? So you guys have to be Rosh Chaydish. And I, right? But how long can you sit like that? Till you need to speak, right? There are certain cities where they have a shear and the people will sit for an hour and a half and not say boo. Good for them, right? Good for them. So, so okay. Here's the question that the Rebbe asks. We get it why, why the Yemen Taivim are on the, when we're shining fully. So in the cycle between the sun and the moon, let's just look at it from, uh, from what we remember from university days. Erev Rosh Chaydesh, you see no moon. It's not that it's not there. You see no moon. The moon starts to be born as, as Rosh Chaydesh turns into the second of Kislev and the third and the fourth and the fifth, the moon gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until the 15th. It's the full moon. And then what happens? 
get smaller. So that would show that the first half of the month is strong days, and the second of the half of the month is weak days, like very, very schwach days. Sounds right, right? It's not- Okay. How do you know it's not true? <laughs> okay. So we'll show you an example. The Rebbe says, if so, we would, if the second half of the month has days that are very weak, they're getting weaker and weaker and weaker every day, and so are we, then you should count like this. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, minus 14, minus 13, minus 12, minus 11, minus, you would count down. Look at the days of the second half of the month. Um, 17 is, what is it? Tithe. 18 is? Chai. 19 is? Bitize. 20 is? Kesser. Crown. 21 is? Achtag Yisrael. Twenty-two. The Yisrael. Twenty-three. I forget. Twenty-four. The something. Kad Kad. Twenty-five. Kais Hashem. Twenty-six. Yitkei Vavke. Twenty-seven. Zach. Pure. Twenty-eight. Kaya. Right. Etc. These. You know, these are, hey, these are heavy days, man. These are very powerful, very good. These are very, very powerful days. So are we counting up? Or are we counting down? That's one question. Another question is, if all yamim taivim, and we may not get to this today, if all yamim taivim are basically, there is one yasif that's a, there are two yamim taivim that are at the beginning of the month. Which one? Rosh Hashanah. And? Right, Shavuot, beginning of the month. When the month, when the move, when the Jewish people are small and they're increasing, not when they're full. Okay, but that means when we're increasing in light, that's when our or full light, that's when our yamim tayvim happens. We have one, two yamim tayvim that get us very confused. They happen in the second half of the month when everything's de- going down. What are those yamim tayvim? Kanika. And Yutes Kisle. Yutes Kisle. That's an interesting question. Why, why is Yutes Kisle specifically in the second half of the month? So, okay. Hmm. All right. This is a little bit, you ready? Anybody have seatbelts? Because this gets for a five minutes quite Kabbalistic. You ready? Don't get scared. One, two, three. Okay. So here's the explanation. Here's the because right here's the explanation. The moon and the sun are makabel and mashpia. Because the moon has nothing of its own and it receives light from the sun. And the way of hashpa is first you see very little moon, it gets very little light, it's just a dot, and from day to day it gets stronger and stronger till you have the fully shining moon. On the when is the fifteenth of the month? If you know nothing, you look up at the sky, you don't know if it's the sun or the moon. On the 15th, there's a moment, if you don't know, no, sunlight means, sunlight means it's daytime. But if you don't know that, you know, is that the moon or the sun? There's a moment when they look the same, which is that the light that it's receiving 
um, the light that the moon is receiving from the sun is full. And, and now they're kind of on equal footing. Now, let's translate this to masculine feminine energy. It doesn't just mean men and women. It means the masculine in us, you know, the more determined, you know, I'm going to conquer, etc., and the feminine, the goal-oriented, and the, and the feminine in us, right? We don't, we don't have to translate it to men and women, and it gets nasty. <laughs> it gets chauvinistic. We female chauvinists, it gets too chauvinistic. We'll talk about the energy within us. So since the light of the moon is full on that moon, the thing is, on the 15th, it's still a macabre. It's the full moon. Moon is macabre. It's the full moon. So it's, it's, it's like the woman or the feminine energy in you that's shining amazingly, but it's still a macabre. It's not the shlemus of, in the future, what's going to be between the sun and the moon. What do you mean? The, sun, the moon is going to have its own power. Right. The moon is going to have its own power, which means the feminine energy in you, whatever that is, is going to have its own power. It's no longer going to be receiving from the masculine part of you. It's going to have its own power. So, as it says, as it was way at the beginning of time, before the moon was told, woman, sit in the kitchen, go in the kitchen and do what you have to do, right? The moon was told, peel the potatoes. The moon was told, go in the kitchen and peel potatoes. <laughs> they had once a, at Mahon Khanna, they had a play many years ago, and there was this Russian girl, very funny, and, and, and she played the part of Haman or something. She said, woman, go in kitchen now, right? You know, so it was sort of funny. Right. So when the light of the moon that receives from the sun, um, when it's full, you have this shlemus, you will have in the future what, what you're saying. The two of them are going to be equal partners. Equal partners. I mean, to tell you the truth, as we're getting equal partners, if, I, I don't look at billboards here so much, but when I'm in Montreal, I, I see billboards. You know, you used to have like the in the billboard, the guy and the girl, and he was kind of looking down at her in a benevolent way, offering her some support. Uh, yeah, like that's the way it was in the, the old ads, JCPenney, uh, you know, <laughs> our, our connection with the world is JCPenney catalog. JCPenney, so you would have the guy and the girl, and he would be looking down at her, you know, sure, I'm here to support you, young woman, right? They don't have those ads anymore. It's always she's looking down at him, saying, I will support you. you take a look. Look at the billboards. Who has whose head on whose shoulder? Really? Yes. He has his head on her shoulder. That's, that's the way of the world today, right? Of course, whoever is he and whoever is she. Hebrew, right? Who is he and he is she? But that now it's really a joke, right? Kaddish Baruch et cetera. So, Chashem. So, we're talking about a reality where it becomes the healthy version. Now we understand why the gender thing is so crazy now in the world because the whole gender thing is being dealt with Lamila that there will be a total, I, I don't know if it's equality, but a total fullness in both and a total bittle in both, but a perfect blend of your male and female energy, etc., the masculine and the feminine. So that's why people are, they don't know from day to day. They want to be 
masculine, feminine, macabre, mashpia, you know, just pay $100,000, they can make your face over, etc. So the light of the moon will be the, like the light of the sun. Is that going to be a good thing or a not good thing? Now let's take it back to the Bachram sitting at a Fabrengen and somebody says, you're a geish. Right, you're a geish. Oh no, please don't tell me I'm a geish. Okay, let's take this same Bachram and he goes on on Shluchus. Right? And, and he gets an answer from the Rebbe, go conquer all of Australia. Um, a non-geish will say, who me? I'm a nothing. Nothings don't conquer Australia. Go, you know what, go out, go to the mayor and tell the mayor that you want to do this and this program. You always read these stories of people getting answers from the Rebbe to do things that are, no, please. I, 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 what, I just read on Shabbos an old story about in Eretz Yisrael that, that somebody was told, go to Moshe Dayan, somebody was told by the Rebbe, go to Moshe Dayan and tell him he must conquer, I guess, Damascus. It was in the middle of the war. He took a break from the war. He came back to his office in Tel Aviv. And this journalist or something, this person was told go, by the Rebbe, go to Moshe Dayan and tell him he has to conquer. He has to keep on going and not stop and take over Damascus and do this and this. And he said, I can't. I can't. He'll throw me out of the office. He'll, he'll, he'll. But the Rebbe said, so he did it. And he went up to Moshe Dayan and he said, he somehow they were close and he said, I have a message to give you. I'm not something like, I'm not comfortable giving over this message. I'm just going to say it. And then you can do what you want. You can throw me out. I have to say the message. I understand you'll probably throw me out. He said, the Rebbe said that I have to tell you, you have to conquer Damascus. I think, I think that's what the message was. And he said, I was shocked because Moshe Dayan took it very seriously and said, please go back to the Lubavitcher Rebbe and tell him, I can't because for this and this reason, the army where it's situated, um, military logistic reasons, it's not going to work. Of course, then, 30 years later, he said, I should have listened to the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Right, right, right. So these are impossible things. So the Rebbe says to a shliach or even a, you know, a, a, a journalist or someone, Go tell Moshe Dayan this. I, you have to be a yesh to do that. You would have the guts to go to Moshe Dayan and tell him, would you? No. Well, no, I mean, if you were, if yeah. you knew who the rest of was and everything, you wouldn't have to. Ah, so now you're tapping into, that's right. So the real, but, but you still have to have guts. If, if, if you want to buy a house and it's a million and a half dollars and you don't have it, and you get an answer from the Rebbe, go to the bank manager and tell him he should give you a loan because of this and this and this, and he should do it in this and this and this and this way. Who are you to tell the bank manager, or let's say you're a shliach and you, you need $5 million loan to build this, this, you know, this mikvah. Go to the bank manager at this and this bank and tell him that you need this and say it in this and this way. So on the one hand, you have to have total bittle to the Rebbe. There's the bittle part. On the other hand, you have to have the guts. Guts goes usually with being a yesh. Mm-hmm. Bittle dick people are, you know, in my own small way, who am I? I'm nothing, I'm nobody. They said it. 
They sit at home. They're not going to the bank manager and telling them these, these things. Again, it's a combination of having ultimate bittle to the Rebbe, but you have to have from within yourself chutzpah. Chutzpah, right? You know, how many of my friends can't stand me because when they say, you know, you this and this and this, I say, yeah, proudly so. And they're like, I can't stand listening to those words, right? Because otherwise, who would do it? Who would go against the grain of, of what everybody else is doing and, and, and go and say something totally unpopular, unpopular or do it? You have to have guts to take what you're good at and go out into the world, break through that barrier. Go to a, an art gallery and say, I'm going to do an exhibit here. They're like, excuse me? Right? Excuse me? You say, no, no, no. Right? This fellow who he's just traveling back there, it's his fellow now, um, Lior, Rabbi Lior. I remember he told us, he, he went to the army base and he said, I came here to say Shema Yisrael with the soldiers. And they said, no, you are not going in to say Shema Yisrael with any soldiers here. There, security, you cannot get in. And he said, no, 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 it's fine. I can, I can go in. He's very, you know, and they kept saying, you are not going in. There's no security left. There's no secu- you, security measures. And he said, no, no, it's fine. I can go in. And they kept going back and forth, and he didn't give in. He kept saying, no, no, I'm going to go in. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And all of a sudden, after some amount of going back and forth, he's not relenting. That's chutzpah. You have to be a yesh to do that. But the only reason you're doing it is because you have bittle to the Rebbe. So you're the moon. You have total bittle to the Rebbe to do something that's going to get you in trouble, perhaps. And at the same time, have yesh to stand there in front of this military guy and say, I'm doing it anyway. They could have you court my Who knows what? So he did it, and guess what happened? After some amount of time, the chaplain happened to walk out of the office and said, here, what are you doing here? I need you. Come on in. And brought him in. And that was it. Right? It's like the Rebbe told him, what, today when the Rebbe gives us jobs to do, it, it requires being the two parts of a shliach, total bittle to the rasan of Mishaleah. And at the same time, you have all your own ideas and all your own talents and skills to use in doing this job, which is virtually impossible. And it is virtually impossible. The trick today is, um, illustrated by this anecdote, it seems that many years ago, um, the Rebbe told a certain group to do a certain thing, and they got together on Shabbos maybe, or maybe told everybody, and this group got together in Matzah Shabbos and discussed and discussed it and discussed it and came, up, came to the conclusion that it's impossible to do. It's impossible to do. So they, um, the next morning, I guess, the Rebbe asked Rabbi Groner, what, uh, so what's happening? You can imagine the Rabbi Groner was not too happy about having to say they decided that it's impossible. Finally had to say that. What do you think the Rebbe's answer was? Now watch in play these two energies of moon and sun. Right? The, the moon energy is total bittle to the Rebbe. The sun's energy is, you have to have chutzpah out of your mind chutzpah to be able to do something that's impossible. It no doubt involves, as any job we have to do today, Speaking to a lot of people, 
that are going to slam the door in your face, period. They are going to slam the door in your face and tell you you're crazy, period. There used to be a website called thepowerofno.com. If it doesn't exist, we should buy it, and we should write about it. Thepowerofno.com. Embrace, have, embrace love when people say no. You say, you know what, can you get me a drink? No. Ah, wow, thank you. Next, 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 right? We know I have a son, Zosan Gazan. He used to be known for one word, next, 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 next. He doesn't do that anymore. He doesn't work there anymore, right? But he would always, next, 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 next. They have courses where they teach you. If you want to be successful in the world, they practice with each other. Could, could you give me a drink? No. Next. Um, are there any tissues here? No. Next. Would you like to see my, would you like to hear my shear? No. Next. Would, and, and they practice with each other, saying no to each other. Next. next. But in this course, they practice with each other, saying no. And the other person hearing no and saying, great, next. No is the stepping stone to my next level. We're used to, as soon as we hear no, once, twice, three times, we take a nap and we recuperate for a few hours. We don't want to hear no. Right. We don't want to hear no. So here's the other giving jobs that you're going to hear a million no's. It's not like you're going to go to the bank manager and say, I need $5 million. And he says, sure. Sometimes there are these miracles. But in general, you're going to hear a lot of no's along the way. This is the new yes. No is the new yes. I'd be happy to help you. Right? It, it takes a lot. It takes that yesh to have the guts to, you know, go there, say it. You know he's going to slam the door in your face. Okay, so here was, the, remember, we're back to this anecdote. The, the Rebbe hears that this group just figured out it's impossible to do. The Rebbe's answer was, it was impossible. However, if, if they had just done what my father-in-law told them, just done the first step of this impossible thing, miraculous doorways would have opened up. They just needed to take the first step into the impossible and do it, and it would have opened up all kinds of doorways. So what's that a combination of? Bittle? What? Both. So that's the new. So the old just be bittle dick, et cetera, et cetera. That was for them. It was very important. Today, it's unique, the old feminine energy of who am I? I just cook the soup. I'm, you know, I just make sure everybody has soup. And that, that you know, it was one, once upon a time, I just cook soup for people. Now it's follow me on my, follow me on Instagram and check out my website, ijustcooksoup.com. And then for nine ninety eight, you can join my seven-week seven course, ijustmakesoup.com how to turn over the world through making soup, right? I don't just make soup. I've got a website. Follow me on Instagram. You have pictures of my soup, right? Because we all know our kids, their age, you see that. You see the difference between the older shluchim and the, I, again, I read about it Friday night at Face Mashiach. The older shluchim and then their kids grow up and they're doing, and they join the shluchim, but they're doing it in a totally different way. High-tech shluchim. Hot, like very savvy in business, very savvy in business, not just, you know, uh, be Makar of another yid. It's high-tech, 
very creative, very trendy, very hipster type of, of, of shluchus. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Instagram, for instance, in our day, how did you know that a shliach had a Friday night meal? Today, they, what do you mean? It's on Facebook. Facebook. I didn't, you know, how does Rabbi Chaim, in, in, there was a certain city where Rabbi Chaim uh, connects with everybody on Facebook. And he says, come on over for the Friday night meal. So they didn't realize there were two Chaims there. So they went to the other Chaim. <laughs> Couldn't figure out why he got all these guests Friday night <laughs> without inviting anybody because they all saw him on Facebook. Well, Orachaya once had an event a few years ago, a, a whole juice thing and a whole health thing. I said there wasn't one single sign. How would a person know about it? It was in the underworld world. It was on Facebook. There were no signs in 770. And everybody was there. I didn't even think of that. It was on a different frequency. So that's, that's it's like the quiet revolution frequency. Sorry, we, we had something in the 60s in Quebec between the French and the English called the quiet revolution. The quiet revolution. That was it. And it created a whole new reality. Quiet revolution. This is the feminine aspect. The quiet revolution. The moon. The moon is starting to move into its own energy, but the moon is smart. The smart moon is taking everything from the mashpia, shining, but shining in a way that it's not stealing the show from the sun. The whole other way of shining. If I become a shlia who really is a yesh, it's all about me and it's not about the, Rebbe, the one who sent me, I'm going to run into trouble. Is that true? Yes. The minute I start to think it's me, <laughs> close up shop. Then it's going to start to go downhill. As long as I'm doing it and I'm having incredible success, I'm building $5 million buildings one after another after another, and I think it's me, it's going to go downhill. So if anybody, if, if you want to walk around, you could walk around. It's... it's, it's Hard thinking, hard, hard stuff. So, and the answer is, now, now I said we were going to do Kabbalistic things, so this is the five minutes. Ready? One, two, three, go. The reason between, for, but in the change between the first half of the month and the second. First half of the month, you see the light increasing. Second half of the month, you see the light decreasing. Why? First of all, we're used to, if you're talking about light, I'm shining my light. Is it to reveal my yesh light? You only have a certain amount of time until it's all going to crash. That's not, the, that's not the light that's going to work these days. Exactly like I said, I saw no flyers. Where, maybe there was one flyer and then no more flyers. That's the visible light, the visible advertising. The invisible advertising was underneath the on Facebook. The visible light you, 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 I, 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 me, 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 me. What am I accomplishing? That's the visible light. It gets to a certain point where it's fully shining. At that point, that is the moment of truth. I reach the peak of what I can accomplish. I have, I am this and this, have this and this and this much skill, let's say as an artist, a musician, 
a dance te- a dancer, whatever. What do you do when you get to the top? Where do you go from there? Okay. You teach. No, but one second. As an artist, where do you go when you get to the top? You teach, okay. But in your own work, where do you go? Well, you get. But you can. You get to the 15th of the month, and that's the brightest it can get. There's no brighter than the 15th of the month. Now, now the light starts to diminish. So where are you going? That's it? You can only get to a certain point, and then you've got to crash? Come on. It's an eternal one. Ah. So your internal Now you start to work on the internal light, right? So that's why even in the world, let's say all the good artists, when they got to the point where their work was as good as it can get in terms of skills, now they all start to do internal work. Even Lahavdil, Fabien Fredrickson, wow. So client attraction system. She got to the point where she, she was teaching people really well and making a lot of money how to attract clients. New, where do you go from there? What are you going to have, 5,000 people at your, your workshop? Where do you go from there? She said, my umbrella became too small. She said, you always have to have an umbrella that this is what you're all about that you know, expresses what you're all about. She said, my umbrella is getting too small. She said, now I have to start to incorporate the stuff that I was already secretly doing, the inner work, the mindset work, the who am I really, not just what can I do for the world. I can I can get you to get more clients. I am skilled at a client attraction system. Yay. What do you do when you, you're at the top? We are in Forbes. What is it? For, for Fortune 500, uh, we made $5 million. You see all these people. I follow these people. You see all these people in Fortune 500, fastest growing company. We made $5 million this year. Where do they go from there? It's interesting. I'm, I watch a bunch of them. They take a year or two off. Where are, where are you going to go? Now we're going to make $10 million and do what? Now they start to do internal work. Besides which, those people, their relationships are a mess. So they made money to spend on more therapy to try to help them have decent relationships, right? But even their dog doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah. So whatever. But, but they start to do internal work. The, the visible, like what you can accomplish, what you can do in the world, gets to a certain apex. And then from there, now you start to work on your essence. You start to work on a deeper connection to your essence. Who are you really? Very, can you feel the difference? Especially artists, you know, how much can you perfect your technique? You can only get to a certain point. And then what do you do after you've perfected your technique? You're, you are absolutely have a down path. So you say, okay, you teach that technique. And then you're the best teacher around. Now what do you do? Right, so you go inside. You go inside. And the, and, and the whole world is now working on, on that, right? And by the way, this lady, instead of, she switched from, client attraction system to bold heart. 
dot com. This is not a, a plug for her thing. Boldheart.com. From what we can, I can get you to get clients to, I can help you embolden your heart to feel that you have what it takes to go out and give what you have to the world. Very different, right? Right, exactly. So the reason for it is, Kabbalistically, is because um, in the first half of the month, the Kabbal goes away from the Mashpia. The moon moves away from the sun. If you just, you have these diagrams in the, the science book, the moon and the sun are as close as, they're in a total yichud, um, Erev Rosh Chaydish. That's why you don't see the moon. Like the wife, she's totally invisible. He's the big cheese, she's the woman behind the, remember that expression? The woman behind, and the woman behind the man. Behind every successful man, there's a, there's a woman. You can't say that today. If you say that on Facebook, they'll close down your Facebook account. You can't say that anymore. What do you mean behind every successful man, there's, there's a special woman? Excuse me, right? That one does not, no, 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 no. Now, it's true, but you can't say it. They'll close down your Facebook account, right? You can't say it because it's a higher energy now. So, but, but again, so in order for her to shine in any way, she has to leave home, <laughs> right? Basically, so she's in perfect bittle, but she has to move away. What if she's a teacher? Trust me, she can't teach her students in front of her mashbi, and you're not even allowed to. The famous story is that Rabbi Paul Thiel says that um, they had no train station in Lubavitch. It was only in Rudnia. So you would go to Rudnia and, and then the wagon driver would pick you up. And here there would be big important Rabbanim who in their city, they were big, they were the rub of the city. And they would come, get off the train in Rudnia, going to Lubavitch. And how would the wagon driver speak to them? Kvod harav. You ever see by Svardim? Wow, they're so, it must be so great. Oh my goodness, harav, kvod harav, like such bitul, amazing. Um, unbelievable, such respect. Wow. But respect, like, I've never, it's just refreshing to go there and see that kind of respect. Right? But you notice, somebody said to me, because we were in Montreal, we went to such a shir, I said, wow, what respect that they have for the teacher. And, and she said, but you notice that over there, they don't let the women learn very deep stuff. Because they're just going to, you know, it's not going to fit into the system. Okay? It's not gonna, the women are going to become way too powerful. And the whole thing will be thrown off. Now, over here in Lubavitch land, right, <laughs> the, the women are the teachers. So can this woman teach an amazing shear in front of her mashbia? Can this student, oh, I'm sorry, back to the story. So the Rav, he's coming to the Rebbe. Can he walk in, you know, as the, the as, as esteemed Rav to the presence of the Rebbe? No, because... As you're coming close to your mashpia, you have to become smaller and smaller. So you're non-existent. Otherwise, you're not going to receive anything. 
So they would say, okay, Rebel, like, hey, Rob, get in the wagon, let's go. Yo, get in the wagon, Rob, let's go. Who would dare to speak to that Rob that way in his town? But as he's coming close to the Rebbe, he becomes a nothing again. In 770, do you know who's who when you're jumping on top of their head to get over the benches? You don't know who's it. You know, hey, you took my sitter. Do you know who that was? In their city? Right? Like, hey, you took my sitter. Hey, who do you think you are? You took my sitter. You go back to their city, and you didn't realize you were talking to Rebbetz and Chana. Everybody's a Rebbetz and Chana. Rebbetz and Nechama. Rebbetz and the Rebbetz. The Rebbetz. The Rebbetz. She grew up next door in the Chamadina. She used to take out the crayons for Mendy and the Rebbetz. So that means the Rebbiton has to go to Albany to be the Rebbiton because over here, like, hey, hey, ND, what's doing? Hey, ND, how's it going? Not the Rebbiton here. She has to leave the Mashpia. The moon to shine has to leave the presence of the, of the, the uh, leave the presence of the sun. Has to move away. That's what happens um, astronomically. The moon and the sun, Rosh Chaydesh, are totally together. Then the moon starts to move away, move further away, move further away, move further, 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 till it's the furthest possible from the sun. And now it can shine fully. That's what's happening Kabbalistically. Um, and then when it wants to receive more hashpa from the sun, from its mashpia, it has to reduce itself. Smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller till it fits, it comes in contact with its mashpia to get a whole new life force. So it's going on its head and getting fine. Right, right, right. So it's always getting smaller. And how do you know from the numbers of the month? They count up. We count up the second half of the month, and they're amazing numbers. They're more powerful numbers than the numbers of the first half of the month. Oh, is that true? That's how we know? Um, no, we know because the Rebbe is saying this is what Hasidus says, but the Rebbe is saying, and by the way, if you look at the numbers, it, it, it becomes obvious to you. Every gematria of the second half of the month is amazing. What do you have in the first half of the month? What's What's six? I don't know. What's, you know, what's 12? What's, you know, they're not amazing. It's not high in this and kayak. It's not. So, um, and the reason is, okay, and here's the point. The relationship between the mashpia and the makabal is such that when the makabal is close to the mashpia, the makabal cannot shine light. We just said that, Right? When the shlucha comes here from her town where she's the Rebbeton, and she comes here, she cannot be shining her light. And the further she gets away from her mashpia, the more she can shine her light. And she has to go to Nefetetrop. Chani has to go to Nefetetrop to become Rebbeton Chana. Over here, she's Chani. She's Chanala. She's Chanala. What's doing, Chanala? She has to go to Nefetetrop. She has to move away. And therefore, and this is, here we go. This is, this is where, wow, it gets wow. The, 
closeness of the moon to the sun in the second half of the month is for what reason? I want you two to guess. Three. Why does the moon get why does the moon get smaller in the second half of the month? And why does it get closer to the sun? It comes back in its cycle, gets closer to the sun. Why? Actually two reasons. Yeah. Okay. It needs to grow more. Okay. Any other ideas? Uh, where did we find it? Here, one second. It's for two reasons. One, the, exactly what you're saying is that there's a need for renewal of this relationship in between Mashpi and Makabo. If you're the best artist you can possibly be, you need to go through a period of renewal. Otherwise, you're going to get stale very fast. Oh, please excuse me, Lahavdil. I always tell this joke. Woody Allen, Lahavdil, but he's Jewish. They said, hey... He's, don't even go there. I don't know anything. I miss the newspapers. They said, he once had a little skit, we'll call it a skit. They said, hey, you want to come to this party? It's going to be really mellow. And he said, oh, I don't do well with mellow. I ripen and then I rot. <laughs> so you become as good as you can. You're one with the mushbia and you're as good as you can be. Five minutes later, you're going to start to rot. You're only... And, and in a spiral. Exactly. So that's why the moon is coming back to the sun. Because it's going to start to rock. It's going, wow, I'm shining so much light. New and next and next. So one is, because um, um, the macabre, the feminine energy, says, the student, I took as much as I can take. Now I need a whole higher level of what I can take and what I can give. Your accomplishments as an artist, let's say, or a musician, five years ago were great. They are not going to suffice now. Even if just because technology changed and nobody's wowed by, right? I know singers who say that. They said, if I don't know all the techie stuff, where am I going? So to come to a whole new hashpa, um, a much higher hashba from the mashpia, um, you need to get smaller and smaller and smaller and come back to the, the sun. Okay? That's not the main reason. Because that has to do with what you're going to get next month if you make yourself small. It pays to make yourself small. Why? Because next month, it pays for the moon to make itself small. Because next month, what's going to happen? And the, month, the moon's going to be better than ever. You, do, you did really good work this month. You ain't seen nothing yet. So why should you make yourself small and go back to your teacher? You once went to art school. And you pay $20,000 per year to go to art school. And at age over 50, over 50, you decide, I'm going back to that art school. You're going to get a whole new, right? I'm going back to that same teacher. Okay, the teacher's 100 years old. Well, no, maybe the teacher was younger than you. You're going to get a whole new thing from that teacher. And why, and you say, oh, I don't have the, oh my goodness, I don't feel like being a student anymore. Again, I'm going back to be a student. I don't have it in me to go back to being a student, right? Is that true? No. Oh. <laughs> Good. Okay. 
If I want to increase my art technique, I go back to my original art teacher and he will take me to a level or she will take me to a level that I could never get to by myself. Yeah? But she doesn't, he doesn't accept any flack. Like the little, least little, you know, he's very, he's very, uh, what's the word? Yeah, even more. Uh, yeah, but sometimes, what is it? Yeah, he's like very, he's not patient. Right, there's a better word, I just don't remember. He just, ah, do me a favor. You want? You come. $20,000, I'll teach you how to become an artist way better than whatever you achieve. Who do you think you are, et cetera. He'll do that whole nonsense on you. So why would you put up with it? Become a nothing, a shmata. You're a well-known artist, let's say. You're going to become a shmata again by going to this teacher and he's going to, a nothing will make you into a shmata. Why would you do it? Okay. Okay. And why? What will the mashpia help you do? Yeah. Right. The mashpia will help you grow. So if, but the mashpia says, with me, I don't put up with anything. Okay. So that means, am I ready again to make myself like a little kid sitting at the feet of my, my teacher? I don't know. Right? Yeah. Is it worth it? Yeah. Yes. Why? Because? Yes. When you illustrate the sun and the moon, you know, going in a circle okay. to me and then you continue, <clears throat> the, it's a spiral. It's really not a circle because it's going up and up because you're never going to be back where you were. You're okay. going up okay. and you're continuing. So although hypothetically Miss Smith can teach me how to use pastels, but I am not just picking up pastels for the first time. I have been using them for ten years. Now she's gonna I she's gonna give take me to another level higher, whether she has her own stick or not, but it's gonna be a different I'm a different person and she's a different person. Although she's a magnificent teacher and I'm a former star in the artist world, but it's it's your difference. It's always different. Okay, great, thanks. So here's the thing. So watch this. On a very subtle level, the Rebbe saying, "So why are you putting up with becoming a little schnook again, vis-a-vis this teacher when you've already been the big cheese? Because of what you're going to gain from it. It's worth it." It's worth it for me to become a little nobody, nothing student with this teacher, which I haven't done for 50 years, because he's going to help me become even more by working with him. So why am I doing it? Because of what I'm going to get out of it. Right? I'm a mashpia. So why should I become a makabal? Why should I make myself nothing in this teacher? He was anyway annoying 50 years ago, he's more annoying now. He got older. Why should I put up with it? Because I will come out of it, you're saying, a, di- a better person. So this is all about what I'm going to get after I do this Bissell thing with him. I'm going to be even better. It's worth it. That's it? So basically it comes down to everybody's basically selfish. Nobody does Bissell unless it's... For, everybody does Bissell for selfish reasons, right? What do you mean if I have enough Bissell to my... You know, they call it in the world, excuse me, you know, it's not polite, suck it up, right? I have a teacher, 
I have a teacher in, in yeshiva who, yada da 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 suck it up, just deal with it, don't make trouble because he will help you get a really good shlichus. Or the head shliach, he's not nice to me. Suck it up because then you will get a better shlichus. That's it. Really, we became Bali Chuba to live in a world where everybody basically is doing things for, in a very subtle way for their own interest? No. no. Right. So the Rebbe says, right, that's the lower reason to do it. There's a higher reason to do it. That's where the revolution is. In the higher, in the higher because we're all going to connect to the essence of things the essence of Mashiach, the essence of who you are, the essence of truth, the essence of Hashem. Now that, right, that's a BT kind of a thing, right? We're not into, what are you going to get? So now they'll give you a seat by the eastern wall, the western wall. You'll be, you'll be the head of base, and then they'll fire you, and they'll replace you, and what are you going to do? Now you have to write a book or start a website, right? <laughs> like, what are you going to do, Right? We're into essence. They can have the first half of the month. They're into the first half of the month. What am I achieving? We're into like, what's the essence of things, right? We still haven't sold out. Yay. We're still into what's the essence of things really? What's the essence of truth? I want to know how much you can do and how great you are. I mean, you're just so good. You can translate Hebrew. Wow, amazing. Big deal. The skill. The skill. What's the essence? What's the essence? What's the essence? Ah, now you're talking my language, right? So the Rebbe says, it's my language too. Who do you think made us like this? My language too. So the real better reason for the, the student, the Kabbal, the feminine energy to be mavatal itself is because, the Kabbalah, this is so hard to understand, the main reason is so the main reason to be yourself for you to become the student again is because of getting close to the essence I have to say I always get stuck on this because it's not simple to understand it's higher than the light I'm not interested so wow I heard you're really oh, you're doing your videos yeah you know, I heard everybody praising you. Being and because they, yeah. Because when you say getting close to the essence, getting close to the essence, the light is only a cross like a ray. Okay. Right. So the essence is where is the essence when the two of them unify together? The Mashbi and the Makabal, the sun and the moon. That's the essence, and the essence is higher than light, and higher than this. It's higher than everything. Now that, now you're talking. Now that's BT language. But you're not right? really just connecting with the light. No. The thing with the light, you're connecting to the source. The source. The source. That's the, like, that's the present moment. That's the Rebbe. That's Mashiach. That's truth. That's the thing that got you here. You didn't get here because you saw everybody, oh, wow, okay, over here in Lubavitch land, everybody gets to shine light. Eh. You can shine light all you want. That wasn't what got you here. You, you felt essence. You said, no, for that, and wherever else you went in the world, people said, we're into the essence. And then you would ask pointed questions, and you would realize these people are not for real. 
you could like you could write the, the people who say, "Oh, we all everybody was talking about the one, the one, the one." I don't know which one you're talking about, but nobody was into the one. It was a fake, right? The whole counterculture was a fake. It was a step, but it wasn't the real thing. You couldn't you couldn't satisfy yourself on it. Why did Mayor Abbasera become a chassid? Because how far can you... He was the hero of the world of macrobiotics. He went as high as he could get. And where do you go from there? And where do you go from there? You know what he said? I think they're reprinting his book. I read his book once at um, somebody's house in Montreal. Wow, amazing. You know what he said? He said... It's like you're learning and you're learning and you're learning and one day you don't realize what's happening to you but you come to this place where no, they need to crack a certain code and nobody has the wisdom to know how to crack the code. And, it, and you realize you're the person who knows how to crack the code and you don't know how you got there. How did you, how did you be, you're the one who knows how to crack the code Nobody else does. How did you get there? You've just been hanging out all these years learning Hasidus, and you didn't realize you're not, it's not visible to you who, who you became. Right? He, I remember also once, I'll say this a million times, he was a Lubavitcher yeshiva, and he was talking about the Rebbe and truth and essence and love, and he said, any questions? So somebody raised their hand, and they asked, what do you, so what do you say about macro, macrobiotics? And he answered, uh, are you going to make me talk about beans? <laughs> right? You can make me talk about beans. Yeah, yeah. You can make me talk about beans again. Come on, I want to talk about truth and essence. You're going to make me talk about beans. Oh, please, don't make me do it. <laughs> he was amazing, right? I didn't even know him personally, you know? The people who knew him personally. Wow, wow, wow. You talk louder? Yeah. I was in the Shiva in Shariyashu in Farakaway. Uh huh. And I came to one of the Malava markets and I bumped into my old friend from before everything. And he's talking about truth and real truth. And even when he writes, and basically, here he is, the guru of macrobiotics, and somebody asks him, so what do you tell me about macrobiotics? And instead of like, ah, that's where I'm the expert, right? That's where he was the expert, you know, world-renowned, books, etc. Instead of stepping into the role of me shining the light first half of the month, I'm going to talk about something that I'm not necessarily an expert in, which is essence. Who's an expert in essence? Not me, not him. He said, the Rebbe said, I'm going to talk about something that I'm not an expert in, 
instead of you're giving me an opportunity to step, step onto my podium where I'm the expert to talk about ma- macrobiotics. And you came here to see me as the expert, and I came here to see myself as the student. You thought I'm here speaking as the, the teacher. I'm speaking as a student. And he refused to be pushed into the role of the teacher of macrobiotics. Said, oh, no, don't make me talk about beans. Right? So, right, so the Rebbe is saying the reason that the student has to, has to make himself smaller and smaller and smaller and come back to his teacher is because he wants to get to the essence. Kirvla etzim. By making himself smaller, he will come to the etzim, which is higher than teacher and higher than student. It's higher than sun and it's higher than moon. They have one crown for both of them. There's a point at which they intersect. There's a point at which Meir Abbasera and the Reda are intersecting, and there's something higher than both of them, let's say. Or, or Meir Abbasera and his teachers, and you and Meir, you know, there's a point at which there's a crown that's higher than both of them. And how do you see this? How do you sense that there's a crown and there's an essence there? Because the student, the teacher who was shining light, decides to get smaller and smaller and smaller. That's the key. Which means when you say, hey, I'm the big artist. You want to see my work? And they say, not really. Right? Boom. Now you're, on, now you're talking. Now you're, the power of no. Wait a minute. Wait, do you understand who I am? What was it that that thing said? Hey, could I? Jethro. Jethro said. <laughs> Jethro. Right, Jethro. He said, hey, can I try your fiddle over there? He said, this is not a fiddle, ignoramus. This is a Stratovarius, ignoramus. He said, all right, can I try your Stratovarius, ignoramus? I like to play. <laughs> right? Is that a fit? Yeah, yes, okay. So, so, but not me. I don't have to stop. So, so this is a strategy, right? So that means um, getting closer when you see that you're light. You're the big cheese. Do you understand? I am the concert violinist. I play on a Stradivarius, ignoramus. You play a fiddle. I play a strat. I am renowned in the entire world as, a viol- as the violin player of the world. Once that violin renowned player decides to become a simple student, when his light is dimish- diminishing, that's when he's getting close to the essence. And he's getting close to an, essence, to an energy that's higher than everything. That's where it's all at. That means when you ask somebody, could you this? And they say, no. What do you think of my work? Lousy, right? That's where it's all at. Except you have to have a taste for it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not so simple. Because, or why? Wait, why? Why is that where it's all out? at? Because light is gili, it's revelation. And uh, gili mina etzim. Light is a revelation from the etzim. But that's it? You're interested in revelations? That's the highest thing? No. Etzim uh, hubehelim. How does it go? When you're shining when you see something, like, wow, look at this painting. It's amazing. Do I know what the essence of the painting is? I do not. I see its revelation. I see how it looks. I don't know what its essence is. Maybe the person who did it knows the essence of it. I don't. Now, what if all there is is a blank canvas? 
Well, there's the essence of the painting. It's there. It's there. It's all in potential. I don't see its revelation. You know, how do you like my, how do you like my painting? Uh, looks like a white canvas to me. Like, yeah, I sold it for $4.3 million. Whoa. Right? Because the essence is there. Now, that's a good sale, right? The essence is there. So you either have the revelation of something or the essence. Used to be. Used to be. So why are we saying that when you're shining your light, that's revelation. We're not satisfied with revelation. I'm t- I told you, this is the Kabbalistic stuff. It, it, in a second, it, 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 it gets easier. Um, because the light is a revelation from the essence. The, the essence is hidden. In this, I see this picture, I say, wow, the colors. It's so, I love that combination of the pink and the blue and the pastels. Yum, yum, yum. I love it. I see how it looks. Same thing, in, we'll see in a second, in relationships with people. I don't see its essence. It's only a ray from the essence. How much is revealed of the essence in this painting? You might have put, into, you might have put your whole soul of decades of growth of your life into this painting. You think I'm going to get the whole thing out of it? Nah. Nah. And how do you know? You literally may have poured all of your experience, all of your pain, all of your struggle, all of your victory, all of your joy, all of your questions into this painting. Then you have a, um, a how do you know that it's not, it's not palpable, it's not visible? Because then you, do, uh, you go to an art gallery and you have a, um, uh, an exhibit. And you watch the number. So in theory, if your whole essence of your light is in this, everybody should walk in and as soon as they see this, it was like, whoa! Everybody should just stand there for hours, not move. Because they're so overwhelmed by the power of the essence of your life. You know how many people see it and like, they just pass right by it? Like, oh, nice, I like the colors. Nah, I don't like those colors. Yala, move on. They didn't get it. Why not? That's right. It's only a ray. They, you know what you put into it. They're only getting a ray. They're only seeing a ray. Basically, you know very well. And they might you say five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. I could get. You know, I have one. I'm right. They're not going to pay right because they're only getting a ray. Anything that's revealed is just a ray from the essence. So in order for the, to, to get the real thing, the essence, the light has to be less and less and less and less and less. And you have to get to the essence, which is higher than the light. The darkness, the concealment, is higher than revelation. Which means when nobody values your work, now you know you're onto something. You know, wow, I, you know, nobody values anything I do. Go, great, welcome to the club. But, and you see it, you see it today. The big shots in anything, doesn't have to be in the Jewish world. Every, every big shot is toppled eventually. You know, wow, though, Steve Jobs, he made Apple. It was his company. They fired him. They kicked him out of his own company. Wow, that's painful. He built it. It's his baby. But then he, he couldn't do it all by himself, so he created a, how do you say, VOD in English, whatever it was, you know. He got a, whole, a board. And his board fired him. And he was without a job. 
that's the story of life today. And it really affected his health. He died. He got sick and he died. Couldn't deal with it. Right? So because once you're into the light of what you can accomplish is diminished, ah, now you're cooking. You like my work? No. You like this? You want this? You like my tea? No, 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 no. How do you like my cake? Meh. Right? It's not the real thing. Right. They're not open to it. They're not caring for it. Right. They don't have the tools. They don't have the tools. Your essence is in that picture. They don't have the tools. They don't to to be able to really connect with it. Nobody does. Uh. Well, not nobody, but. Right. 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 The Rebbe connects to the essence of what you're doing more than you do. He sees our essence, and he's encouraging our essence more than we are. We're like, eh, I don't know. At this age, why bother? And he's like, what do you mean at this age, why bother? This is the age to start. This is the dawning of the age of Mashiach, right? Of Mashiach, right? So it's expressed in, how do you know it's getting close to the etim, which is higher than the light? It's concealed. You don't see it. Because you get smaller and smaller and smaller. We all know about getting smaller and smaller. Raise your hand if you don't know about getting smaller and smaller. We all know. Everybody knows. And Hashem has various ways of, uh, literally, you know, it's, it's, somebody told me years ago, like 20 years ago, they came to my house from Eretz Yisrael. I had these guests, and they said, one woman said, my husband built a yeshiva in such and such a place. And it was amazing. And as soon as he became successful, someone took it away from him. And, she, and we said, that's the name of the game today. You build it, they'll take it. You bake a pie, everybody's going to want a piece of the pie until there's none left. And then they attribute it to them. You get, you get zero recognition today. That's the name, because recognition is the light. Oh, I'm shining so, so profoundly. That's the fun, Mashiach, the fact that we get zero recognition today is like a good thing. Correct. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. And we're tuning into the essence. And wait till you might Mashiach when the essence people take over. And all the, re- the people who we rejected are going to be the leaders. And that's my thought. In other words, if you're, I discovered it. I used to wonder when I was in the assisted living visiting my mother, I saw all these people who were big shots when they, you know, now they're 100 years old, but yeah, they're drooling. And I thought, what's going on? That's what it comes to? after a lifetime of being a professor, a doctor, a lawyer, these, these women who were very powerful women, and now they're like, Ivor Buttle. And then I realized it was so revolutionary for me. No, 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 no. They're going through the Bissell process. These women are going to be big leaders in Yemais Mashiach. They're now going through this phase of they look like, you know, they're out of it. This is only the transition. This is not what it comes to. After a lifetime of achieving, then it comes to this sitting with an aide, and then she feeds you. Seriously? So what's it for? This is only the transition. This is the seed rotting. This is as far as you can get with shining light. When you get to the top, now you start to, it starts to, it, well, the seed starts to rot, and you shed the old way, 
and you start to tune into the essence and you become, you're getting yourself ready to be the, one of the leaders, the teachers in Yumaisa Mashiach. It's hard to believe that anybody who achieved and was pursuing truth, Emmis, will not be a leader in Yumaisa Mashiach. So this is just, we're all in the transition phase with all the negative stuff. You build it, they take it, you accomplish it, you name it. The people who are good with packaging or successful, but they have nothing to offer. The people who have everything to offer, but they don't know how to market it are the ones who get nowhere. Everything's upside down. Wait, wait, wait. Just, we have to keep working on the essence. And here is, here's the amazing point. And, and I want to bring it to this summation. This is about the re- relationship between the Rebbe and the Rebbeton, masculine and feminine, mashpia and makabal in you. The Rebbe says, in order to understand everything we just said, the klal, that the essence is concealed and the light is revealed, right? I don't see the essence of this picture. I don't see it. It's concealed. It's light, how it looks. That I see. That's revealed. That's a general principle, right? That is only if there's Azula, a second person, meaning, I see how you look. Oh, you're wearing purple today. I see how you look. I don't see your essence. Do you see how you look? If you don't have a mirror, you're not going to see how you look. But you have your essence. So we, we have the opposite. I see how you look. You're dressed in purple, etc. I don't see your essence. How you look is visible to me. Your essence is invisible to me. Okay, now let's switch it around. Do you see how you look? No. That's invisible to you. Do you experience your essence? Yes. That's visible to you. So what I have from you is the opposite of what you have from you. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's it. You can either have the light of something or the essence. Wait, there's a catch. There's a catch. No, no, I'm not saying it. I just, I'm, I'm translating the words. I just know how to read Hebrew. There's a catch. So where are we going? You either have the light or you have the essence. I, you know, right? You're either shining light or in touch with the essence. Or I can never experience your essence. Except, anybody want to guess? Only the Rebbe could come up with this. Except what? When come together on Ooh, wow. Way to go. Give it up for Golda. Wow. Correct. Oh, my goodness. Heavy duty mama. Right. Right? What did she say? Excuse me? What did Golda say? Wait, wait. You have to say it again. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. I couldn't hear what Golda said. Golda said when they become one. I'm going to see what she said was right on target, and I'm going to say it in the Rebbe's words. One second. HeavyDutyMama, right, dot com, HeavyDutyMama.com. The claw that the essence is concealed and the light is revealed is only when there's a second, a sec, a, a zula, someone outside of you, other than you. All you can get from me is a ray, and all I can get from you is a ray. Therefore, um, my ray is what is, is, you see my light, my light you get as a ray, and your light I get as a ray. So the, the ray is called light, and the essence is called dark. You don't see my darkness. But about the yachusa, when it comes to the essence, you have your essence, but you don't see how you look. The ha'ara hu 
even your array you don't see. You don't see how you look. You know, you have to ask somebody else, do I match? Do I match? I don't know. How do I look? You know, do I have, is my, is my mascara, how do you know? Is my mascara under my eyes? I don't know. I don't have a mirror. Okay. So you need to, if you're shy, you need to diminish the light to get close to the essence if you are a Matthias in yourself. If the Mashpi and the Makabal become one, ding, 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 one piece. You can't tell the difference. Where's the Mashpi and the Makabal? They unified into one piece. You and I unify into one piece, one unit. Well, that's a different thing. Well, there are moments. There are moments when we're dancing at a chasana or something like that. You're just, you're just, and you just became one, one circle of people dancing. At that moment, you get, if I can only see your light and you can only see your essence, but when we become one person, one piece, I can get your essence and your light. I get both. Give it up for Groovy Mama over there. Right? When we be... Abbas Yisrael bring Astas Yisrael. Astas Yisrael isn't only, you know, do somebody a favor. It's when we, we become one unit. We sit in a forbring and we become one unit. And, and we've got to say, by this age, it's so boring already to only be thinking about what's good for me. It's like it's so boring, 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 boring. You know, every once in a while I think, oh, it's probably just more refreshing to unify with other people, right? It's not fun by yourself. It's more refreshing to unify with other people. So you forget, wait, is it, is it my backache or is it my sciatica or your sciatica? <laughs> right? Et cetera, right? But who's coughing, you or me? I don't know. Right? So, so <laughs> when you become one, the mashbi and the makabal become one, which only Hasidus makes this impos- possible. Only Hasidus makes it, what does it say in the Hayamim about loneliness, about mashbi, about the Rebbe? Who knows? Until the advent of Hasidus, the Rebbe was alone and the Hasid was alone. Yeah, there was an essential loneliness. You are always going to be alone. Sure, there's... Yeah. Right. You're joining with exactly. So when you have... Because can't we, wouldn't we say that after all these, what's the, what's the advantage of being an older BT? After all these decades of, of 
thinking about ourselves, it's getting so boring already. It's like, I'm so tired of her. Yeah, she's so boring, you know, her in me, that it's already fresh, you know, to unify with other people, you know, like, oh, my goodness. It's, it's too lonely to be in yourself. And it's, and it's juggling. It's not it's not elegant, right? Exactly. It's not stimulating. It's not growing. You're not you're not shining anymore. Not you, but you're not feeling that shine anymore. It's wearing off. You need to polish your 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 silver. <laughs> I would say the Kiddush of Kasidis is that you start to see that if you're the man at the bottom, you're a nothing and you're a nobody versus the man at the top, you're the big hero. Being at the top is only slightly better than being at the bottom. It's just, it's still lonely. Oh, listen, if you want to make money, become a therapist for movie stars. They're at the top. They have heavy duty, they need heavy duty therapy. They are not happy people. So getting to the top does not make you happy. They're the worst. So, so that means that getting all the recognition and being at the top is definitely a little bit better than being at the bottom, but not much better. Because they're both lonely. But when the person is one piece with Hashem, one piece with the Rebbe, oh, finally they can start to breathe. Deep breathing, right? They can start to breathe because they finally feel like, ah, thank God, you know, not me anymore. They're finally not lonely. That's the Chiddush of Chassidus. The Rebbe was separate and you were separate and was too lonely and couldn't anymore. Right? So, you know, that what? Yes, to be Baptist with another Yid, it's refreshing. It takes you out of your lonely status. Right? And that's, and, and the reason that, you know, what did somebody say? Now, you know, you have a million friends on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, but now people are lonelier than ever because everybody's in their own little spin. The, the, the advantage we have is something called the Chassidisha for bringing. The Chassidisha for bringing. Where people aren't even necessarily nice with, no, the men are nasty to each other, but they like that kind of stuff. And the women eat. <laughs> right? The first time I heard about about um, those brown rice uh, crackers is when Golda brought them to the Fabrengen. And I haven't stopped since. No, her birthday. Her birthday. Her birthday. So just so to finish off with this, this point here, um, they become one. The light of the, the moon and the sun become one. What happens when the moon and the sun become one? The essence is revealed. In that energy where the, the moon and the sun become one, that's Erev Rosh Chaydish. The essence is revealed. If you ask me, I want to live in essence land, but I want to be alive in this world. Unify. And you don't really see the moon, but... You don't really even see the sun either. It's just one piece. You're, it's not that you don't see the moon and the sun as the big thing. You're seeing, uh, you're seeing a, a reality that's moon and sun at the same time. You know, oh, yeah. You know, what? So there's a revelation of the essence. It's more essence. Correct. 
Correct. That's why we're in our element. The Geula is very feminine. It's about essence. It's not so much about what you do, but what's your essence, what's behind it. So now we know, and this is, this is the end of the Kabbalistic thought, now we know why the light has to diminish in the second half of the month because it's not a real diminishing. It's just a diminishing in that frequency. But in the new frequency, it's increasing. Right, it's increasing. Because it's increasing, it's getting closer to the essence, which is higher than the ray. It's not, it, it, um, it's not diminishing in revelation. It's just, it, it, what you see diminishing is the visible light. You know, whoa, so I heard you're really doing well over there. Mean, depends what you mean, doing well. I heard you're very successful. Depends on how you define successful. So in the second half of the month, the real thing, getting close to the essence, that's what's increasing. That's why the days are Chai and Zach and, and Kesser. And these amazing days, they get better and better and better and better. Because as you're, you're, you're reducing the visible light, what you can accomplish, you know, what's your, what's your title? Doctor. <laughs> in university, somebody was once there, they were talking to the professor, they said, he said, what should I call you, Doctor. Because he went to his professor from his course and he wanted to ask him a question. He said, I don't know how to, he said, sir, I don't know how to refer to you. Should I call you doctor? Do you know what the professor said to him? Asked him, why are you sick? <laughs> right? Why are you sick? You should call me doctor. So that means, and therefore, what's being revealed in the second half of the month or this phase after Gimel Tammuz, et cetera, et cetera, is the essence, the revelation of the essence. Once you have the revelation of the essence, that's Mashiach energy. Mm-hmm. The older you get, what exactly is it? Oh, the older you get, by the way, the less you can do. You know, you don't have the kayak that you used to have, and so, you know, you can't run around the... I was going up in, in Maimonides, up and down eight flights of stairs, like a million times, and I would see these... Doctors, young doctors, come off the second floor and they would take the stairs and they would run up the stairs. How do you run up the stairs? I guess when I was 25, I ran up the stairs. Can't run up the stairs anymore, right? So does that, what does that mean? It means I'm getting worse in running up the stairs and I'm getting better in the essence stuff. Wisdom, understanding, intuitiveness, etc. Right? Nobody would have figured out the answers here except for the older BTs because they're not cooking in essence. They're like, I don't know, right? So that means as you're decreasing, the old gray mare, she ain't what she used to be. Good! That's right. What's the essence? Ooh, ask Golda. I don't know what the essence is. Right. The essence is Hashem. And we're looking to go there. That's what we're striving for. That's why we're expanding our minds, expanding our hearts. So how can you get to the essence? You learn 
you're interested in it, you do a favor for another year, you go out of yourself, etc. I guess. I mean, I'm not. The light is the visible stuff. You know, what do you do? Oh, I'm a social media influencer. Hi, what's your name, Melissa? What do you do? I'm a social media influencer. <laughs> That's so nice. Okay, or what? Who are you really? Who am I really? I don't know. Who am I really? My mother. I, I'm I, I'm a of I'm a servant of Hashem. That's who I am, really. That's the end. Closer, yeah. Who are you really? Not what do you do? You go to a cocktail party. They add, I don't go to cocktail parties. What's the example of the moon and the sun? What, sorry, what is the what? What's the example of the moon and the oh, sun? Oh, when, when the moon and the sun unify on Arab Rosh Chaydish, you don't see the moon anymore. Or really, you just see one, 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 one union of the two. Because first, the moon gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It starts to shine its light. And then it starts to shine less and less and less and less light. Because now, after you get this, how much you can accomplish, now you start to work on your essence growing. So that's why all the old BTs are going to lead the world in understanding the essence of things. Because, you know, again, the, the older you get, the slower you can run up the stairs. If running up the stairs is the whole thing. What? When the moon gets smaller. Right. When the moon gets smaller. Yes. When the moon gets smaller, the essence gets bigger. Now, watch this. You want to hear the blockbuster? Who was the perfect example of the perfect union of masculine and feminine? The Rebbe and the Rebbeson. So, and we know that their marriage, clearly, if we could go back 100 years ago and ask, when would their marriage be? We would say, which month? It would be Kisai. It would be the month of, of Chasana. It would be the month of Chasana because they're totally in tune with Tyra. So there are two Chasana months. Mat and Tyra is the Chasana. So there's Sivan, Chasana between us and Hashem and us. So of course that's when the Rebbe and the Rebbe are going to get married. Or... Kislev is also Chasana month, right? Mm-hmm. So we, one is the external wedding, when the Tyre is given to us in an external way, and Kislev is when the internal Tyre is given to us. So we know that the Rebbe and the Rebbe are going to get married in the month when there's the internal wedding between Hashem and us. Okay, pick the day for the perfect union. Perfect union of Mashpia Makabo will be what day in Kislev? No. They're totally in a total union. The Rebbe and the Rebbe are getting married. Their, their wedding day is on Rosh Chodesh Kislev? Mm-hmm. No. Now we're confused, aren't we? Right. So now we go back, and this is where we're going to pull it all together and end here. Now we go back and we ask ourselves, one second, if we're two separate people... If they're two separate people, either she shines or he shines in a marriage, in a masculine feminine. Either he shines or she shines. Either you talk or I talk. Who's going to shine? So, right, the perfect union is the sun shines. She's, she's, in, she's not, you know, she's in union there. What about, though, a situation where there's no you and there's no me? We can both shine 
and we can have a perfect bittle. We have such a bittle and such a union to each other. We're both in a perfect bittle in union with each other, and we're both shining. And shining doesn't diminish, her shining doesn't diminish his light, his shining doesn't diminish her light. That's the reality of Gula. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Now you understand why the Rebbe encourages shluchim and shluchais. It's not there's a kinnis of shluchim and the shluchais stay at home and, and babysit. Then they have the kinnis of shluchais and then the, the shluchim all have these support groups. How do you manage with the kids for three days? But the Rebbe does not ever say that the shluchais are secondary. No. No, not at all. And by the way, between men and women, who are the, the light people and who are the essence people? The men are into doing. The man's not doing and accomplishing. He, he, he feels horrible because he's not doing and accomplishing. A woman is into essence more. Right. That's right. And she's the essence. She's like, what is this really all about? And what, you know, what's in the relationship between us and Hashem? Hasidus is very feminine. Nigla is very like, what do you have to do? Let's see. How much tea did I have? Uh, do I make a brachach right or not? What do you do with the tea? That's masculine. That's nigla. But I don't really, you know, I don't know. I just want to know what the essence of tea is. Give me another mimer about tea. No, I, don't, I'm not, I don't have the patience for Gemara. Okay, just tell me quick. I don't know. Just tell me what to do. I don't, I don't have patience for it. I want to know. I would learn 5,000 mimerm on the essence of tea. Yeah. Uh, tell me how, what brachach do it. Just tell me. Okay, no, no. Let's go. The men want to know, what do you do with it? They're into the first half of the month, shining light. The women are like, yeah, take your light. I'm into the essence of things. And Hasidus is very feminine. It's all about the essence. That's why it's not simple for men to learn Hasidus. Because they're not essence people. For women, it's like, yeah. That's why the Geula energy is about essence. And it's not simple for men to do well in this generation. Because they're into shining light, and over here in this generation, you shine light, and then somebody else is going to take it away from you. Nobody's going to take away your essence. You can go deeper and deeper in essence. That one, no one will ever take away. It's not for sale. Your life might be for sale. Your essence is not. There's infinite space. Women feel infinite space. They feel infinite ability to just keep moving forward and forward into Geula, and the masculine part of us, or the men, just feel like, I don't know, this isn't going anywhere, let's give up. Right? The dilemma vinim. The dilemma vinim. Right? So, so that, again, because Hasidus is so feminine, it's not simple for men to connect to Hasidus. And, and this isn't their generation. They're not in their best element. They were in their best element a generation before, when they could tell you what the halakha was because they knew how to read Hebrew, and you didn't know how to read Hebrew. So they would tell you what the halacha is. You can read it yourself now. You can Google it. You can do it. Right. 
No, the Rebbeim, they're very feminine. The Rebbeim are very feminine. The Hasidim, well, so the Chiddush of Hasidus is very feminine. That's why it, it, as we move forward from the Alter Rebbe, it becomes the women rise to the top and the men, it's a little bit difficult for them. It keeps shifting. The balance shifts from the masculine energy, men are at the forefront, to women are at the forefront. Right? The Rebbe says, there was no Nazi Ador before the Friedrich Rebbe who put himself into educating women and children because they're the front-line soldiers. They're the essence people. Right? Like, hey, what's your name? Nice that you're at this party. What do you do? I reveal essence. Oh, okay, cool, right? I reveal essence. I tune into essence. A social media influencer. Wait, I, I came up with a, some kind of a name. I can't remember. A Kabbalistic wisdom influencer, right? Make up any name you want. They could be a social media influencer. You could be a, but that's all what you do. So now we understand the Rebbe is saying the month of Kislev, and this is where we're going to pull it in. The month of Kislev is the third month from the, we said, it's, it's a chas in a month. And now we understand what the Rebbe is bringing to the world is the ability for not only the women, the feminine energy to shine and not detract from the male energy, the masculine energy. A new type of marriage between men and women, a new type of marriage between the masculine and feminine energy in yourself becomes possible, which is that you can be in total union. Your masculine and feminine can be in total union and both shining at the same time. It's not either you shine, either he shines or she shines. But they can both shine at the same time. How do we know? Because their chasana is on the 14th and 15th. When she, the moon, is shining. And remember, remember, astronomically, when is the moon closest to the sun? Which day of the month? Yeah, Rosh Chaydesh. So that means that when she's shining, they're very far apart. Okay, go out and shine. Go give your shear. You know, like just drop, drop, drop your drop your fancy attitude before you come home, right? Because he can't take it that she's shining so much. That's when they're two separate people. When they're one person, she's shining, he's shining. As she shines, he shines. As he shines, she shines. They are they are one unit. Same thing with ourselves. As the masculine and feminine energies in ourselves sync up, we can be in total bittle and shine at the same time. You don't have to give up one to... You can achieve. It's no longer... It's no longer... Venus... Yes. Well, that, that, that took us two hours to develop that one, so I don't know if I could go back on it. We're, we're going to think how to say it in a simple way. It's not so simple. I don't understand it myself. I only read the words. The difference between me and everybody else here is I just happen to know how to translate Hebrew faster. And remember, the minute that I, I move away from that recognition, I'm in trouble. The difference between me and anybody else in this room is I happen to have lear- I lear- learned Hebrew better. It's a skill. It's a tool. It's and Yiddish. Well, this one is this one's Hebrew. And so I learned Hebrew in the elementary school so I can translate it faster. That's all. That's all. I'm not smarter. I'm not deeper. I'm not this or I'm not that. Or, I just happen to know Hebrew better. 
That's all. It's a school a skill. Like this guy knows how to do uh, uh, root canal. I know how to translate Hebrew. Right? We're all very deep and we're all very in tune with the essence. The minute we realize, let's say, the difference between you, we're not artists. The difference between you and us is you have that artistic bent and you learned a whole bunch of skills. We never went to art school. So maybe if we went to art school, we would also be good artists, but we never did it. So one went to art school, the other one learned Hebrew, and the other one did dentistry, yada, da, 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 da. That's the life. Yeah, and these are the, yeah, this is your ability to shine. These are the tools. And so what, and what we want to know is it's not me. You know when you ask people, so what are your comments on this year? They say, wow, you're amazing. No, 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 no. Of all things, do not say that. Once we think the teacher is amazing, the poor teacher. Because the teacher doesn't want to be amazing. Because after a whole shear in Tanya, where it's all about Enod Mavada, it's all about Hashem, then we tell the teacher, she's amazing. She's like, oh my goodness, did you listen to the shear? You didn't get the shear at all. If you think I'm amazing, or it's slightly better or worse, then you're, you think you're amazing. Right? Like, oh my goodness. Right. So that's so that's the that's the point. So we're gonna leave that there. The amazingness of what the revolution that I it seems that the Rebbe is introducing into the world, Mashpia Makabal can be in total vital and shining at the same time and they don't detract from each other's life. And let's say in marriage, masculine and feminine, it doesn't even have to it could be excuse me, workers. Masculine and feminine do not have to take turns. Who's going to shine? No. You can both shine equally. So you hear Rosen? Who's at the door? Oh. You can both shine equally and be in total bittle. So you hear Rosen? Any comments? Yeah. Oh, no, you don't have to. You hear Rosen that we should step into that. This, you have 40, and it's 90 years. 90 years since that, that chasana of the Rebbe and the Rebbe, they are empowering us to be shining our light and it doesn't get in the way of shining your essence. If we think like, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to accomplish and I'm going to become a, a, a accomplished and then I'm going to become a grub, you know, egotistical person. No, now you can have it all. So, and they are empowering us to be doing that. And this week, Right? This when it comes to the, the anniversary, you Dalit Kislev. What is it? Thursday night, Thursday and Friday? This week. In Mirtashem, we're going to step into that role of being able to be totally in tune with Hashem, one with Hashem, and shining light at the same time. And we should dance right into the Gula Mitzvah Fashlema immediately now. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thanks for your translation. Thank you.